At last we will reveal ourselves to the Jedi. At last we will have revenge. Unfortunately, no one can be told what the Matrix is. You have to see it for yourself. I want you to hit me as hard as you can. I'm going to go back to the 60s and steal Austin Powers' mojo. All right, now listen, listen. We've got a blind date with destiny. And it looks like she's ordered the lobster. Now, we'll reactivate human brain cells as stored in the full brain of the shark. I'm just amazed that we've come so far so fast without genetic tampering. I told you she'd be a distraction. She's not a distraction. It's nice having her on board. She's a breath of fresh ass. It's not like I'm a lesbian or anything. I'm attracted to the person. It's just that all the people I've ever been attracted to happen to be girls. Okay. I'll tell you everything. And you tell me everything. And maybe we can get through all the piss and shit and lies that kill other people. Well, I'm sorry, Wendy, but I just don't trust anything that bleeds for five days and doesn't die. I see dead people. Not many men know what their life's worth. I do. Seventy grand. That's what they took from me. And that's what I was gonna get back. So, um, these carrots? Have been murdered, yes. Murdered? Those poor old carrots, that's... That's beastly. You don't have the word no very often, do you? I hear it all the time on this morning. No, please, no, no. Never give up. Never surrender. Yeah, well, at least your name isn't Michael Bolton. You know, there's nothing wrong with that name. There was nothing wrong with it until I was about 12 years old and that no-talent ass clown became famous and started winning Grammys. Why don't you just uh, go by Mike instead of Michael? No way. Why should I change? He's the one who sucks. Oh, hey, hang on a second, guys. I'm going to save my Sonic Adventure on my VMU before we get started on our next uh, awesome podcast. Get it, guys? That was 1999. Hey, the year we, Sega Dreamcast was released. Can we uh, can we wait America. a minute? Because I uh, I still got to finish this uh, this Starcraft Brood War game that I got going. Oh, nice. And, yeah. So I, yeah, I have to I have to play it for 20 minutes before I can be done. So <laughs> the good be, news is with my Sega VMU is I can pull the memory card out and play a mini game from Sonic Adventure. What was the name of the little <laughs> little bird things in Sonic Adventure? Uh, Chicalees, Chicalees, something like um, that. Know, Chocobos and Chocobos. That, That's yeah, what it is. Chocobos Final is Chocobo. Final, Final Fantasy. Fantasy. <laughs> but it's, but it's something like that. Anyways, yeah. that was my lame attempt to pretend like we're in 1999. Whoa, guys! What do you think's gonna happen when Y2K hits? Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! We should watch Enemy of State and find out. Oh man, Enemy of the State is great. Hold on, guys. Is that movie 1999? No. Is that, a, that is that a wormhole forming in your wall, Ryan? <laughs> <laughs> Are we about to time travel to 1999? Whoa. Whoa. Anywho, welcome to a very special edition of Real Nerds. I am Ryan. To my left. Brad. To my right. James Hart. <laughs> and we thought we'd have fun uh, today as a little bonus episode. This is a DVD extra. This is an all-access Blu-ray Special edition, yeah, real nerds, pic- picture in picture, picture in picture. You can maximum hear... maximum real nerd mode. It's audio in audio. You can hear us while we're talking about this. 
You can. It's dude, that's amazing. I know. Uh, right? So James thought that 1999 had a great year. Was, was it your idea? Or it was James' idea? It was my well, idea to get, do uh, top tens uh, and you of 19 past years, and James agreed that uh, 1999 would be a good year to top ten. I think it's accredited to a video that was posted on screened.com uh, that was basically like, hey, 1999 was a really good year for movies. Um, and then when I watched it, I was like, no way, all those movies were in the same year. And so I knew, like, that would be a good one. Especially because when we started talking about this, I thought we needed to pick a year that was a little bit more recent so that it was a year that we were all actually going to movies and stuff like that. Originally, we were talking, like, 1985, but you guys would be five years old and I would be negative two years old. So that it's a little bit less interesting. Hey, I'd been than, four. Come on, give me some credit. <laughs> like, a lot of these movies we will have actually seen in theaters, which, yeah. you know. Yeah, I mean, I was a senior in high school, so um, my junior year, and I, I agree, it was a. It's looking back on it, it was a fantastic year for movies. It was. So Absolutely. we thought it'd be fun to do a list of our ten favorite movies from there, each of us. Now we're not going to have any trailers here because Brad's lazy and he didn't want to find the trailers from 1999. Dude, what the well, fuck was that? <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think people. You really try finding f- a what twelve year old trailer. Oh, it's happening! It's happening! Oh, I can find that. I. It might be a good. To, maybe we should put the the top three. Like all our three number ones. Yeah, I could probably find a trailer for The Matrix, but not a trailer for like October Sky. What, <laughs> what makes you think that either of those movies are going to be our number one mo- picks? I was just saying, any movies that could be like any movies from 1999. Like, yeah, yeah I can't find trailers for 2004. Good. This is true. Well, we'll see anyways, we before we start, I thought I'd do something kind of fun and um, go. We'll go back in time. The average price for a movie ticket in 1999. An adult ticket. Um, me and Brad were students. It was five twenty-five for students. An adult ticket, seven dollars. Now it is ten fifty to go see a movie. Right. Honestly, it, that that makes me feel better about the ten fifty for some reason because it feels like not as big of a difference as it. Yeah, it, it should be does. a big deal. Di- you, you know what I noticed is they kind of go up by like twenty-five cents every year. Like yeah, yeah, twenty-five fifty cents. Yeah, roughly. Which I mean, when they get up to fifteen dollars a ticket, which sometimes they are now yeah. when you're getting all the special stuff, but. If you know a regular movie were fifteen dollars, that would be pretty crazy. I feel like it's but. held steady for like the past four years because of the three D prices. Yeah, yeah, they're it's able been, to charge fifteen for sort of that. Yeah. That the uh, regular adult prices kind of held because yeah. it was like in two thousand from like nineteen ninety nine to two thousand five, it was pretty frequent that you know you go in and the price would change. Yeah, I agree. So, um, and then also I did a little thing where I was looking at theater count, and just for an example, the movie that had the highest theater count. Uh, or screen count in 1999 was Austin Powers and The Spy Who Shagged Me, and it was 3,300 wow. screens. And you would think it would be like Phantom Menace or something, but Phantom Menace yeah. only played on like 2,900. Um, mm. So that it did so much money is even more impressive. Yeah. But to put that in comparison, Journey 2 um, is playing on 3,500. So that's how many more movie theaters there are and how much more accessible it is to see a movie. I mean, uh, my father told me when he went and saw Jaws, like, you'd wait in line for hours because they had, like, four showings at um, in Cherry Creek or something. I forget where he said it was, but he'd you sit there, and if you wanted to see the 5 o'clock showing, oh, you'd have to wait in line for all the people who wanted to see the 2 o'clock showing. Yeah. And that's why, you know, it's it's really easy to see a movie now. You know, movies hardly ever sell out. Even um, something like a big event, Harry Potter, when I went at 12.01, they had, you know, it on 10 screens. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's in the way, same theater. Yeah. In the same theater. So it's it's way different now. Because I even remember, um, uh, I'm sure we'll talk about it later, but I do have a fun memory from The Phantom Menace. And uh, I'll share it with you when we get there. Oh, um, because I'm sure you guys probably put it on there. We're going to get to The Phantom Menace. 
Anyway. Yeah. Anyways, so um, who wanted to start our favorite movies from 1999? Do you not want to start? I mean, I can. Uh, do you want me to start? Because I've been, I've been talking so much. Hey, uh, make sure you're like talking to the mic directly. Like when you turn your head like this, it's drastically different. Fuck, Brad. <laughs> Both of you. Hey, we're 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 learning. Yeah, I'm just saying. Just saying. Yeah. Here, I'm gonna hold it like this. D- does it sound different? Oh. There? <laughs> I'm gonna hold it like I'm I'm the ringleader. In, 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 <laughs> that's in real really steel. bad. Yeah. It's yeah. Anyways, Ryan's number 10 movie from 1999 is a Warner Brothers picture starring Samuel L. Jackson. Oh. It is Deep Blue Sea. Oh, dang it. <laughs> wow, okay. I have I, I have a Samuel L. Jackson movie on my list, but it is not. Oh, no, I don't. No, I don't. Never mind. Uh, you don't? No, I just had a racist moment. <laughs> I confused two different black guys. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm a bad person. Uh, the reason I picked... Bl- really? Because I actually thought it was... I still think to this day it's kind of a fun movie to watch. Well, tell uh, us why. I guess that's um, true. Well, I mean, it's not It's not a smart movie. It's a, it's a story about smart it's sharks. A, it's a story about super sharks... Super sharp... Super, super sharks. smart sharks. And uh, that this... I, I always thought the girl in there, Saffron Burrows, it was mm-hmm. really hot. And... Uh, British. Totally British, and so she she plays a scientist who develops a trying to develop a cure for Alzheimer's. So she's <laughs> sticking um, brain something into sharks to make yeah. them smarter. Brain steroids, had, yeah. But it has a reverse effect where they're so smart when something goes wrong that they just it's like Jaws on steroids and not as good. But I thought it was yeah. fun. Yeah, it has the one of the best like character deaths in it. When Samuel L. Jackson dies, in oh that yeah, movie, that's great. Spoilers, but when he dies in that movie, it is great. It is really great. It is, and you know, I, you know, again, uh, we say this every time we do like these lists, but it's not movies that you know are going to win awards. But it's movies I, like I still watch Deep Blue Sea, and I still think it's a cool movie. But and that movie has LL Cool J in it. Yeah, that's not what? a cool part. The, no, the, the only it's part, not. the only part of the movie I don't like is I don't like LL Cool J, and I don't like his parrot. So when the <laughs> parrot gets eaten, I'm like kind of happy. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but also has Thomas Jane. He's really good in it. Oh yeah, that's and, right. Uh, I forgot. That's who that is. Yeah, and I don't. I think the effects actually are pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't hate that movie. I enjoy watching it, but I don't think it's good. Yeah, uh, whatever. I've never seen it, so I can't. No way, really, dude. You got to see that movie. <laughs> you yeah. should. Right, maybe I, it, maybe I, it is good. Don't don't let my. Uh, now that it's on someone's top ten list, I'll have to check it out. <laughs> it's funny because I I kept it on a list of uh, like real bad movies that came out that year because mm-hmm. there's. There are some pretty interesting bad movies. There are. One of the other ones that was was on that list, because I'm pretty sure this isn't going to be on either of your lists, was Lake Placid, which is nope. a similarly bad yeah. like monster fish I'm surprised well, that movie, movie hasn't caught on again because Betty White is in it, and she feeds the alligator. Oh, yeah. That's right. Cro- is it that's a crocodile or alligator? It's an alligator. Alligator. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, so that's my number 10, Deep Blue Sea. Very cool. Saffron Burrows. She's pretty hot. You should see it. She strips down to her underwear. To keep a shark, she puts her wetsuit in the water and she electrocutes the shark. It's pretty sweet. It's a it's a bad. It, it really it, is. It's, it, they're obviously just trying to get her clothes off. And <laughs> hey, 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 that's why I love it. <laughs> Brad, Brad. All right, uh, my number ten is South Park: Bigger, Longer, and Uncut. Oh wow, oh, that's a good movie. Mine's way higher up there. <laughs> yeah, mine's up higher up there too, but. But yeah, that movie's awesome. Yeah, it's it's actually um when I saw it in the theater, I wasn't that crazy about it, and I, for some reason, even though 
like I was surprised like how like I the show's gross and like offensive already. Yeah. And somehow you know, I, I was younger, so it it took an even like it took it to the next level, and it's mm-hmm. really kind of shocking. Oh yeah, but uh, I've grown to appreciate it more and more. It took me a long time here. to not to be able to watch the scene where Saddam Hussein and the devil are in bed together, and he whips out the <laughs> dildo. It took a long time for hey, me to be gay. able to like not cringe and and feel bad about watching that epi- that scene, and it took even longer for me to start laughing at it. Like, yeah, that movie goes pretty far. But yeah. at the same time, the opening scene of that movie is brilliant. Yeah. Like, the fact that there is this opening scene that it is... It won an Oscar. That mm-hmm. is, a f- <laughs> like, it's offensive, and at the same time... So so that it drives people out of the theater, and at the same time is making fun of the people who are leaving the theater because the movie is offensive. Yeah. It's just unbelievable. Those guys no, are too I, I, uh, I love the little British character in there, Damien. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah. When uh, the... The boys go see him, and they say, dude, why are you grounded? And he says, why? Because God hates me. And I call him a cocksucking faggot, so my mom, she grounds me. <laughs> Stuff like that is just... Uh, and oh, I, I always remember the... Uh, do you remember the teaser trailer for it? No. Hmm. By any chance? It was... Uh, it had, like, the um, Matrix things come down, and it said, cutting edge, special effects, amazing 3D visuals. And then it was, like, Cartman in 3D, and then it cut away to Cartman being... Uh, you know his normal cutout paper thing. Yeah. yeah, it was pretty funny. What do you know? You know they use the same technology to make South Park that they used to make Jurassic Park. Like, I heard somebody call it once that it was like it's like they're using uh, um, bulldozers to build a sand castle. Like they use some pretty advanced technology to make that show. Oh, I believe it. I watched that documentary about it. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, Six Days to Air. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good one. Uh, so now it's up to me. It is up to you. All right. This is the one pick on this list that you guys are really going to hate. Okay. My number 10 is Notting Hill, which is like... Hey, hey, Hugh Grant, what are you doing? Oh, oh blimey, I'm in the back of a, a car fucking a hooker who looks like <laughs> a transvestite is it, Michael Jackson. This is from before that happened, isn't it? Is it? I don't know. Maybe that was no, in it the, probably was before. Was I, don't, the, I don't remember. Anyway, either either way, this movie is great. This is one of the last, like great Julia Roberts movies that I can think of. Like, I don't know what she made after this that I really <laughs> loved. I mean, she won an Oscar after this, I believe. Yeah, Wasn't Aaron Brockovich Aaron Brockovich, Brockovich yeah. It was yeah. 2005, I think. Yeah. Was it that late? Yeah. Well, no. 2002? Oh. Anyway. I've never seen it. I don't give a shit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, still, a really good, like, I think there is a shortage of actually good romantic comedies. We talked I about agree. one last year. Cause, I agree. Um, Crazy Stupid Love is one of them. Um, and this movie has... You know, it's not just this simple little love story. It has some really touching, kind of heartbreaking moments. The whole there's a scene where he brings her to his brother's house and they have dinner together. That it's it's an amazingly written scene that that transcends just being some silly romantic comedy. It's really good. So if you haven't seen that movie, which I haven't, and you know why I haven't seen it because Hugh Grant's walking on uh, like the poster of it. He's walking, and there's this huge picture of Julia Roberts. What's that <laughs> yeah. about? Because she she plays herself in the movie. She does. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. The actual story of the movie is she plays Anna Scott, who is basically the Julia Roberts of the time, uh, and he she comes into his bookstore and they fall in love. Oh, cute. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> you know what? I'll watch it. Do you own it? Do you own it? No. Well, I'm not going to watch it unless I can get it for free. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
All right. But hey, it's okay to always have wild cards. I mean, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's better than Deep Blue Sea, but I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So my next one is I don't know how many people have seen this, but it's really brilliant. It's uh, Election with mm. Reese Witherspoon and Matthew Broderick. I still haven't seen it. It's I've a it's it. it's really funny. It's a really dark comedy. Uh, Matthew Broderick plays a teacher, and he's in charge of the student council uh, like presidential race. And Reese Witherspoon plays the uh, most popular girl in school, and everybody loves her. And uh, then this dark horse comes in, and uh, he rigs the election, so she loses. And it then it just spirals out of control. It's it's a really dark comedy, and Matthew Broderick is amazing in it. Cool. And uh, it's hard for me to describe if you guys haven't seen it, but you should see it. It's it's really good. Yeah, it's been on my list for a long time. I just... And yes, yeah, I mean it's it's uh, I think it's Alexander Payne. Oh, did yes. that one too. Yeah, it is. Um, but yeah, you should see it because it's cool seeing Matthew Broderick kind of play this burnt out teacher and, you know, Reese Witherspoon plays herself, but like a really bubbly version and he fucking hates her for it. <laughs> and I think he actually says that line in it because she's the, the one scene that I always remember. I don't remember exactly what he says, but he's sitting at his desk and Reese Witherspoon kind of goes by his classroom door and she's all like bubbly and smiling and she jumps up and the camera freezes and he says something in fact I fucking hate that girl <laughs> and then it comes back down it's pretty funny yeah and Matthew Broderick's really good he should be in more movies yeah absolutely though he's a, he's a weird one now because now I look at him and he looks like a little kid who's really old yeah I never made a big deal about his Super Bowl commercial I didn't think it was that good I didn't think it was either mm. remember he was in a movie once yay hey. the first hey. oh, cool <laughs> Should talk about Inspector Gadget, which came out this, <laughs> the same year. Oh, it did. gosh, that was. It was oh, starring Matthew Broderick. That movie made me sad. I was a huge Inspector Gadget yeah. fan, and that movie was not good. I love the theme song to Inspector Gadget. Yeah. <laughs> and Claw. You know? I'll get you, Gadget. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get you next time. Next time, Gadget. Next time. And you only saw his hand. Yeah. That's where I learned to hate cats. But instead of the movie, you saw Rupert Everett all the time. Oh, really? <laughs> they show who Claw is? Oh, dude, yeah. Wait, you haven't, I haven't seen, seen the movie? movie? Oh, yeah. No, you see how Claw gets his claw. Bummer. I know. It's dumb. And it's... It, oh, it's the worst. It's not even a claw. It's like and a it's clamp. Rupert Everett? What the fuck? Yeah, it's Rupert Everett and it's a <laughs> clamp. It's like a... It's like when, when you were a kid, you ever get one of those grabbers? Yeah, like yeah, when you were at the yeah, zoo? Yeah, yeah. Like it's the, like one of those. With the tiger head? No, no, no. Not the ones with the tiger head. The ones that are supposed to be oh, like a robot. The clamper ones. Okay, yeah, yeah. exactly. Just like a robot clamper. It's that. It's dumb. So... Sorry, Matthew Broderick, you're only on the list one time. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's for sure. Brad? Brad. Cool. Uh, my number nine is <laughs> Toy Story 2. Dude. Whoa, how is that so low? I yeah, I was actually thinking about he that took, today. He took my top two movies. <laughs> <laughs> what a floppy donkey Oh, dick. my goodness. I saw Ryan's list, and I just reversed it. <laughs> <laughs> what a dick. Oh, gosh. Just kidding. Oh, um, no, That's yeah. an amazing movie. That is a great movie. Like, part of making my list was, you know, finding movies that, like, meant something to me in, like, 1999. Yeah. And, uh, like, Toy Story 2 is an excellent movie, but, like, the other movies ahead of it, you know, had some kind of connection to that year better than that, so. Yeah. So what you're saying is that you, you inje- invest, or you injected a bit more of uh, how that movie affected you at the time than it is, than it does now into yeah. your list. Yeah. So. There, there in are order to movies, get. You can remember that. Thirteen years ago, how you felt about a movie—that's that's pretty no, amazing. Based on how I remember it now, I yeah, can—I yeah. mean, I can see that. Like, it, uh, 
if hypothetically he puts episode one at his number one because he's he saw it twelve years that time, I can like I can understand him. You know, no, there, I was just curious. Some, like, I, I I don't. Um, yeah, I was just curious if that's how you did it, and you can yeah. remember that. Like I don't remember that shit. Yeah, because there there are some movies that I that are higher on my list because of how I felt about them then, or how oh. I felt about them when I saw them. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I guess I guess so. I, I guess. Um, I mean, even I guess I remember the first time I saw Army of Darkness. I really do. Yeah, and that's my favorite movie. I remember picking it up in uh, Target, and I watched it. And I've loved that movie since. So yeah, I guess so. <laughs> okay, so anyway, Toy Story two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, um, that, that up that until I think dedication that, uh, scene and up, um, which I think we all know what I'm talking about. Yeah, it had like, like the, one of the most like heart. You know, tearjerker moments in all the Pixar movies. Are you talking about the when flashback? Jesse gets left behind? Yeah, Jesse's flashback. Yeah, oh, just absolutely. Like, yeah, that whole movie's amazing. Oh, man. It's actually yeah. my number one movie. I mean, and as far as yeah. like Spoilers, sequels go, like, right? The, the ability for a sequel to elevate the material and a sequel of a kids' movie. Yeah, like I think that's that's especially hard. You know, there are times when sequels can be better. They're yeah. few and far between, but kids' movies especially because usually they're so they're just thrown together for the cash. And if there were going to be a movie like that, Toy Story would be it. Um, but the fact that they took the time and really put some heart into that movie and really like broadened what those that what that that series what those characters were about is just amazing. Um, I, that that we were talking about Pixar before mm-hmm. we did the podcast, and I, I feel like that is probably the movie that solidified them as being more than just a company that made kids movies. You know, mm-hmm. and Woody's one of my favorite characters in any. Um, movie period so Toy Story 2 is one of my favorite movies because of Woody yeah because that's and, sort of his backstory and, and, and that's his backstory and it he proves his you know worth and because it you know sometimes uh, you forget that you know he's supposed to be a toy but he turns out to be a really big collector's item and he's more yeah. special than even Andy knows right and so that his whole goal is to go home and and it's a reverse role because you know Buzz Lightyear had to go save him that time mm-hmm. yeah um so yeah, that's a great movie. It is a fantastic I gotta move movie. It, I got to move it higher up on my list real quick. Hold on just a second. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so where where are we? Number oh, nine. No, my number nine. My number nine. Right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> my number nine is Galaxy Quest. This nice. is this is this is definitely one of those movies that is on my list, or at least this high on my list. The movie that introduced how... Justin Long to the rest of the world. Dude, totally. It may very well have been. I, I don't know if it's the it first movie he was in. I mean, that's 13 years ago. How old is he now? He's like 28? I feel like he might yeah. have been in some other like independent oh, stuff maybe. at the same time, like starting out. Yeah, but anyway, maybe. that movie, uh, partially because I was I was and still am such a huge Trekkie, like when that movie came out, I remember seeing it in theaters and so many of the jokes, in, it totally was. It was the very first movie that uh, he was in. Nice. It was Galaxy Quest. Anyway, uh, every single joke in that movie felt like it was just tailored to me and my family and what we were into. Uh, so that then we quoted it. We still quote that movie, you know. Uh, however many years, thirteen years later, it is still a movie that we can talk about. We can just reference it, and everybody in my family knows that movie. That's a um, movie I remember seeing in the theater, and uh, I didn't. I didn't get it when I first saw it, but when I saw it uh, a couple years later, I appreciated it a lot more. Yeah, it's it. It was just so, and it, it's the kind of sort of spoof that I feel like we don't get that that often. That actually really respects what they're doing mm-hmm. but at the same time the story about uh what the character that tim allen plays the story of that character is beyond any kind of spoof movie like that's a real serious story about this actor mm-hmm. who 
gets too into this role and doesn't really respect it and and then there's this whole question about like what is it that he's even doing oh it's it's amazing that movie and is I think, way smarter than it deserves to be actually my favorite actor in the whole movie is Sigourney Weaver uh, <laughs> because you know she plays uh, in the TV show she plays the sex bomb or whatever you yeah. call it and then she tries to keep that image going you know years later right and I, I don't know I kind of like that and I think she looks pretty good in the movie yeah <laughs> Well, and that's a funny one just as far as casting is concerned because to cast her in that sort of, you know, yeah, exactly. dishy chick kind of role, but it's Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. You know, it goes against Ripley. everything who she is. You yeah. Know. Anyway, that's my number nine. Nice. My number eight came really close to winning an Academy Award. Um, it's The End of Days with Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> oh, you totally really threw me off. <laughs> Oh, it wasn't actually nominated for anything, was it? Like sound editing? Maybe sound editing, I don't know. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> but, days. you know, there's. we talked about this on the last podcast, actually. And uh, did we talk about it on the podcast? We did. Yeah, yeah we did. And we did. And I love uh, the, uh, Arnold in it, but I also, there's some creepy elements um, when the devil make, has sex with his wife and her daughter, and he, like, morphs into him and stuff, and... <sighs> There's some pretty evil stuff going on. I, the only part that's dumb, of course, is that uh, if he has all this power, why can't he just get this chick? It's yeah. the only thing that's stupid. But I still like it because I like Arnold movies. Yeah. And, yeah, that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that movie. I need to see that again. I haven't seen it in a long time. So even as you were talking about that stuff, I was like, wait, is that what that movie's about? And I just Arnold gets like... crucified in it, literally. Yeah. What? Anyway. Brad, you're number eight. Sorry, I was trying to remember End of Days. I haven't seen it in a long time. I know, but me too. I remember it being cool when I saw it in the theaters. Yeah, it's like a cool movie. It's not like, you know, yeah. a great movie. There's I just like it. There's some fire, something about a church. Oh, yeah. Arnold kills himself at the end. <laughs> but sacrifices himself. Doesn't kill himself, sacrifices himself. Okay, my number eight yeah, I actually got to see uh, recently um, is Payback. Nice. Which is hard to Dude. say, given Mel Gibson's current status. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, back then he was cool. <laughs> oh uh, yeah, 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 and Payback yeah. was cool. Yeah, I, I, I think that when you're judging a movie, you have to take, uh, for the most part, you have to take who the people making that movie are out of the equation, unless it's Roman Polanski. Yeah. Oh mm-hmm. fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I will never support anything like. But anyways, but I mean he didn't because <laughs> yeah no, because uh, Mel Gibson saying he didn't like Jewish people isn't like you know. But a fucking child. a children. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. Anyway, yeah. so you really like pay- Payback. Yeah, I, I thought it was a really cool, you know, noir, like yeah. modern noir thing. They they talked a lot about how they the process of creating the look for that movie by, um, what is it, uh, uh, chemically re- like pulling the silver out of the, out of the prints or something, give it that mm. blue tinge look. Um uh, unfortunately, on high definition, you can only get the director's cut nowadays, huh. which um, I guess people say is a better ending. Um, I watched it. I thought it was boring. Mm. I think the ending that Gibson and all the producers came up with in uh, you know, the cut from 1999 is way more fun. So. See, I've only seen the original. I've never seen the director's cut. Yeah, the director's cut, he kind of goes to like a bus station and gets killed. Huh. <laughs> what? Yeah. Weird. Yeah. But yeah, that movie is cool. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I like funny. I just, the blue tint to it, too. You're right. Like, the blue is really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I forget. That movie is really good. I just... It's one that, for some reason, it doesn't it doesn't jump... Like, when I was looking through the list, it doesn't jump out at me. I should probably see it again for that reason. Mm-hmm. It's probably way better than I... Uh, not that I remember it mm-hmm. poorly. I just mean... I love how, like, a lot of uh, elements, you know, uh, 
like some of the side storylines kind of interweave between each other and mm-hmm. uh you know Mel Gibson gets some sweet payback in some creative ways so anywho yeah you said payback <laughs> you did uh, <laughs> all right so we're on to my number eight your number eight my number eight is Paul Thomas Anderson's magnum opus Magnolia nice uh which you guys haven't seen Magnolia right well, I, I, mm-hmm. I I own the Oh very yeah, prestige version of it I on do DVD. Too. Yeah, I love that movie, and it's it's this is the movie that I feel like um, when I first saw it some years ago, like I became obsessed with it and watched it a whole bunch of times and just adored it. It's it's a movie that now I feel like maybe I don't know if I burned myself out on it or just that my appreciation of it has declined some that I've realized like well you know it's not really that amazing, but. It's a it's a really good movie. I think it's Tom I mean, Cruise's best performance ever. Probably. Yeah. I, I mean, the scene at the end where he's seeing his father and stuff. Oh man, I yeah. love that part. Yeah. And absolutely. that movie actually got me into wanting to really, really looking forward to uh, Punch Drunk Love. Mm. Because I think that was his next movie after that. Yeah. Oh yeah, I believe it was. And it was just an interesting movie, and it it's how a, they intertwined and. Yeah, it's a movie that like, it, it I had never seen. I, not not that I'd never seen a movie where there were all these different stories going on, but that one does it really well. And then, like, there's a music video in the middle of the movie. Like, there's a lot of ballsy stuff. Um, plus, it was the first time that I'd really... I think it was the first Paul Thomas, Paul Thomas Anderson movie that I had seen when I saw it. You um, Paul W.S. Anderson. I, I did, I did, <laughs> which, is, which is horrible. Uh, I think it was the first movie his I had seen, and he has a very, at least interesting, kind of flashy in an artsy kind of way kind of style you know yeah. a lot of long takes and things like that um that i appreciate you know it's a pretty movie it is yeah that's my number eight nice um my number seven is the mummy starring brendan Fraser. Hmm. dude i so wanted to get this on my list <laughs> i really did i love that movie I do. I, I I found when I was making my list that my 1999 is like the bottom barrel of like <laughs> my favorite movies from it. Or like, man, I love Deep Blue Sea, End of Days, and The Mummy. Dude, The Mummy. The is Mummy's great. fun. The mummy's it's really, really fun. The it, first movie is really great. And you know, part of why I wanted to get it on there is because it is, it's a pulp movie, and we don't is. get those very often. You know, it's like once every ten years you get a pulp fiction movie. This is when Stephen Summers had fun making movies. Yeah, and then. Started not having fun. Hey, you <laughs> haven't seen G.I. Joe. Steve Summers is having fun making <laughs> movies in G.I. Joe. Let me tell you. But He's having too much fun in that one. <laughs> <laughs> but I even thought like the villain was really cool. Um, yeah. And uh, Brendan Fraser is actually pretty good in it. Yep. When he's given you know good material, he's not that bad of an actor. No, and, no. Uh, yeah, I just thought it was really cool. I like the adventure part of it, and John Hanna is really good in it. Um, yeah, I just like the adventure of it. Yeah. It's just you know a fun adventure movie. That's all I can say about it. And then the series rapidly declined. Oh, gosh. Um, like well, I guess there's only two more. Um, the, the Return of the, the Memory Returns is all right. Um, yeah, I like Memory Returns. Memory Returns is, yeah, it, it's okay. It's god-awful. It's not oh, that god. great. Oh, yeah, I forgot about the third. But, I, when, oh, you well. said, when you said the next the, the next two, I, I was thinking Scorpion King. Oh, no, I love the Scorpion but, King. Yeah, but you're talking, yeah, I forgot that there was even a third one. That movie is horrible. Yeah. Ugh. How can you make a bad use of Jet Li? Mm. You know what I mean? Turn him into a dragon. <laughs> But you know, I I, I love the mummy, and I loved. Uh, I mean, I I remember back then when you saw the particle effects with the sand, you were blown oh, away. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I haven't seen it in a while, so I'd like to fire it up again and see if it's um, it's still it really cool. Up pretty well. Oh, absolutely. I I I've seen it not too long ago, and it the 
the adventure action portions of that movie are still just wonderful. Nice. Um, this, you know, the CG is still pretty good. There are a couple of scenes more more than mummy stuff that starts to age more than um, like the mummy and the scarabs age more than the sand stuff. The sand stuff is still really good. Nice. Yeah. So I'll have to fire that bad boy up pretty soon. Brad, your number seven. My number seven is Mystery Men. <laughs> nice. Ah, uh, why didn't I get that on my list? Why didn't you? It's on <laughs> oh, my list. Man. Um, this movie is awesome. Gets a lot of flack, but I, I, I think it's fun. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Uh, there's a great cast, and yeah, you know, <laughs> well, I think it's one of the first movies to poke fun at like superheroes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's weird because it was kind of ahead of its time. Oh, yeah, that was way ahead of its time. You find a lot of early Ben Stiller stuff is ahead of its time. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I haven't seen it in a while, so it's hard to. Dude, Jeffrey Rush is in that movie. Yeah, he's like great, and he's amazing. Yeah, he's the villain, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you've got all, like just what a great ensemble, like Paul Rubens, mm-hmm. William H Macy, um, Dane Cook. Siller. Yeah, Dane C- Cook is like that's one of his first roles as <laughs> yeah, the, wa- as the waffler. waffler. <laughs> yeah, um, um, Janine Garofalo. Yeah, Janine but Garofalo. before like before great mainstream Kinnear. people really knew who he was. Uh, yeah, Wes Studi um, mm-hmm. from like all those great oh, Native yeah. American epics and. Yeah, uh, yeah, just uh, tons of fun. Um, if you don't know, what I'm talking Kel about from Keenan and Kel. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like uh, for those of you who don't who, who don't know what the movie is, because it's obviously not talked about regularly, right? But uh, you know, it's set in the r- sort of real world where um, Greg Kinnear is like this marketed superhero, and he's got like the NASCAR yeah. uniform. He's like, yeah, he's like Batman, but all of his cool stuff is paid for by. Pepsi and you know Doritos and stuff like that. Yeah, and uh, he, because of him, there's all these you know wannabe superheroes that don't really have any powers. Uh, some some of them do, but <laughs> most of them are have you know William H Macy is the shoveler. He can just use the shovel really well. And, uh, ben Stiller just gets angry a lot, and that's his power. Oh, oh um, man! So you know they all once. Uh, Greg Kinnear's character gets taken out. It's up to them to fight crime, and of course they they're bumbling idiots at it, and um, you know hilarity ensues. So. <laughs> uh, that movie's great. Yeah, it, I, it feels a lot like me putting Galaxy Quest on my list. Of like, I can see that movie just it's it it feels in the same kind of you know place where it's like a very specific kind of comedy about a very specific kind of thing. Yeah, um, you kind of have to understand that for world people, yeah. outside of the spoof element to right. get it. So, yeah, I guess you're mm-hmm. right, yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that is my number seven. That's a great movie. Or, yeah, seven. So, James, on to you. My number seven uh, is a Denzel Washington picture. Samuel L. Jackson is not in this movie, <laughs> just to make that point clear. Uh, and it is called The Hurricane, which is mm. uh, it's actually named after a Bob Dylan song. Also, the fact that the guy's name is The Hurricane. I should say I don't even remember that movie in me. It's really good. It's it's the movie on this list that I need to rewatch the most. Um so maybe it deserves to be higher, maybe it deserves a little lower, but I remember really liking it. Um it's about uh basically this this boxer called whose nickname is the Hurricane. Um he gets falsely accused of a crime and then goes to jail for an extremely long time because of it and then this Canadian family finds out about him and starts helping him try to get out of jail. Uh, and it's, it's just, it's wonderful. It's a really great movie. And if you haven't seen it, you should check it out. 
Well, I haven't even heard of it. Uh, yeah. I remember being out, but I, I didn't see it. Yeah, it's not a movie that a lot of people saw, and I didn't see it for 10 years. Hmm. Uh, but still, great. Nice. Your number uh, six. My number six is actually probably a little shocking one, um, but uh, because of who directed it is why it's really on here. It's for the love of the game with uh, Kevin Costner and yeah. Um, I wonder why it's on there. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's directed by Sam Raimi, but actually the story exactly. um, the story's kind of cool. Uh, Kevin Costner plays a pitcher who's about to pitch his last game, and uh, he's about to retire, and he's pitching a perfect game. If for people who don't know, in a baseball, a perfect game is no walks. No hits, no hit Batman. Um, nobody gets to first base, basically. Yeah. And uh, he's pitching and he plays for Detroit Tigers. And it's about his uh, his girlfriend, too, played by Kelly Preston. And so he's, like, living uh, his last day again, going to the stadium. His car breaks down. And it's just, I don't know. I think it's actually told really well. And then, yeah, uh, I do, too. Uh, and Sam Raimi kind of has nice little touches to, throughout the movie. and. It's an interesting one because it's his most dramatic movie. Yeah, you know, and I thought all the characters in it were played really well. And um, I love Kevin Costner. Oh yeah, and again, it's probably higher on mine because of Sam Raimi. But yeah, that's fair. You know, I just I just liked it. <laughs> that's all I can say about it. I remember, like, I think it was number one for like, two weeks when it came out back in ninety nine. Really? That's why I remember. Well, from he's it. A, uh, you know, Sam Raimi's. Always, I mean, Sam Raimi. Kevin Costner always does pretty well when he does baseball movies. Oh yeah, when he does movies, well, except for Waterworld. <laughs> but, but he was always really popular yeah i mean yeah. even uh his newer stuff i still like like i liked open range and stuff mm-hmm. yeah kind of an old school kind of western mm-hmm. but yeah that's my uh that's my number uh six because is that number six right yeah 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 uh for the love of the game so if you haven't seen it check it out i mean it's not one of the most popular movies but i enjoyed it a lot yeah that's good all right my number six is dogma yeah this also should be on my list. What? It's, it's, it's not even on there? It's not even on my list. Um, Mine's a little higher. <laughs> as I was putting it on, I realized that this is the, actually the uh, first, mo- this is the movie that introduced me to Kevin Smith films. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm. I, oh, that's cool. I, I did, actually didn't see like Clerks or Mallrats until uh, like 2001 or something. Wow. Huh. So, um, and uh, you know, he's one of my favorite filmmakers now. So, yeah. Um, back then, little did I know. But yeah, Dogma's a great, you know, satire on uh in commentary on the catholicism and yeah yeah you know i it's a little higher on my list um it's actually the uh third movie i saw of kevin smith's i was introduced to kevin smith when i was at a midsummer night's dream cast party in high school and we watched clerks and so uh <laughs> we watched clerks and then um my friend joe kempter loved mall rats and then we watched we used to watch mall rats every day basically nice and uh you know because i I just loved uh, when he was talking to Stanley and things like that. Uh, mm. But uh, yeah, this movie's a little higher on my list. I love. Um, I think Ben Affleck and Matt Damon are really good in the movie. Oh yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. I, I love the part when uh, Ben Affleck goes to uh, movies headquarters <laughs> and he's telling them that you know they're worshiping a uh, fake god or uh, calling everyone out on their sins. Too. Yeah, calling yeah. them out on their sins, and uh, he leaves and he's like, "But I do believe in this." And he comes in with a gun and cuts to Matt Damon. And he's like, "I do believe in this." What the what the, what, the, what does that even mean? <laughs> and, uh, it's kind of funny. Yeah. And, and then uh, it, it's really interesting. I love how the movie kind of plays out that, um, you know, you always think that uh, Ben, uh, Matt Damon's kind of the, the rogue guy because he mm. starts off, you know, talking that nun out of believing in God. And uh, then it turns out that, you know, um, By the Ben Affleck, it's really, yeah. yeah. 
Bartleby's the one who turns. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, Azrael, uh, you kind of think is the main villain. Yeah. But it, yeah, by the end, Ben Affleck. T- yeah, steals the show. Oh, I love the scene too when they meet uh, Azrael in like the Toys R Us. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, he's like, wait, wait, people are mad. Why are everyone mad? Uh, I forget what they say. He says, people are mad at us because you're pissing everyone <laughs> off. <laughs> oh man, uh, yeah, it's, it's funny because that's one of that's one of the last Kevin Smith movies that I saw. Like I saw all of them before I saw that one. At least all the ones that were out at the time. Um and the, it it's still sort of one of my least favorites of his. Oh, maybe? I can understand why. I mean, like I think a, it, I think it's a little harder to like that movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's not that I don't like that movie. Not oh, at no, all. I like agree. I really enjoy I watching that movie. I just the his other movies I have more fun with. Um, I don't know what that is. Yeah, yeah. Probably say Mallrats is my favorite, but um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. As far as Dogma goes, yeah, I just too. I I you know just went with friends to see it, and I was there, you know. I didn't know what I was in for, and mm-hmm. it's another movie that you saw first, and you really didn't. I didn't really get it. Yeah, I enjoyed it, and, and it didn't make me like run out and watch Clerks or Mallrats yeah. or find out more about Kevin Smith. It's just like that was a funny movie, and I saw well, it a couple more times in the theater, and because that movie isn't, it's not like some of the other Kevin Smith movies where they're sort of well, Clerks obviously is the big one where he was doing something really special and out there, and mm-hmm. that made you want to know more about it. You know, like it wasn't a hook as much as the other ones. Like that movie is you know clearly about something and is trying to do something and so you can just sort of take it as it is uh whereas like mole rats they you know yeah he's doing that same kind of it, it, dialogue that nobody heard, had heard before i really got into kevin smith around then that time too because uh you know he did dogma and then uh dvd started coming out and mm. i got uh the evening with kevin smith came out maybe a year after dogma and I really, really started um, getting behind Kevin Smith at that time, and I really loved him telling stories. I loved his Superman story, and then that made me listen to his commentaries and uh, yeah. things like that. So once you start listening to him just talking, that's as soon as you get hooked on. Kevin yeah. Smith. yeah, and so that that's when I really became a big fan of Kevin Smith was right around Dogma, even though I liked his movies before, but Dogma was one of them. Cool, James. cool. James. Yeah, we're down to me. Uh, well, my number six is also a comedy. But a very different kind. My number six is Office Space. Nice. nice. Office Space, like, when I first saw that movie, it devoured my time for a long time. Yeah, like, I just... You got it on the first try? Because I didn't. <laughs> you mean, like, I enjoyed it the first time? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like, you, oh. you saw all, all through it, like, you got all the jokes. No. I mean, did I get all the jokes? No. Well, no. Most of them. Enough to come out of the movie going, like, yeah, I got that. Oh, absolutely. Well, I mean, it. I didn't come out of the movie. I didn't see it in theaters because I was kind of too I young. I asked because when I left the theater, I was like, I didn't get it. Like, why was it funny? Oh, At no. the time. Now, I, you know, having worked more jobs. <laughs> I, I think I had only worked at Office Max at the yeah. time. Now that Actually, I've worked more jobs, I, I get it. I kind of, the, the deck was kind of stacked against me because I watched, I rented it and watched it with my parents. Which that is not the kind of movie that I should see with my parents. <laughs> no, because um, they did not enjoy it that much. But I, I had friends who were really big fans of it, and I, so I was like, "Well, I, I need to see this." And I, yeah, no, no, from the get go, I've always loved that movie. Good, because yeah. um, even if you, even if you don't understand the plight that Peter has as far as hating his job and and that kind of thing, I think the other characters, especially Milton, uh, mm-hmm. the other characters are so much fun that they keep that movie going. Um, 
And it's still, I mean, even if you haven't worked a job like, like I've still never worked an, worked an office job like that, but I can, you know, they, you see it through his point of view. And so I can still relate to him, um, which is, you just need to relate to him a little bit for the jokes to be funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that I, movie is still really good. I don't know if it's the, it's the job per se, because I've never worked a strictly like clerical office job, but there's right. certain dynamics of people that are universal. From, yeah from the workplace so. when you start meeting more people and seeing the way that they are around work yeah you know you, you start seeing the like there's the cynical people there's case the of the monday people and the, yeah or, yeah super happy people yeah um it's certainly a movie that i uh has has informed my interpretations of some things <laughs> as i've gotten older yeah. um but even then i still really loved that movie yeah and it was the first time that i'd seen anything mike judge who i really love now so cool very nice now we're on a five halfway number five for me is the green mile oh starring it starring tom hanks (laughs) is that is that your number one we're gonna find out Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but it's a cool movie and uh i I didn't know i was a fan of uh, frank darabont until i saw that movie um I can't remember if I saw the Green Mile first or Strong Shack Redemption first. I I'm think. pretty sure I saw Green Mile first. I saw Green Mile first. Maybe I don't know. I know my dad loves the Shawshank Redemption though. Mm-hmm. I think That's I might have saw that in class first. Shawshank. Shawshank? Yeah. Oh, okay. But um, back to Green Mile. Yeah. Go on. Why do you like it? Oh, I just. I mean, it's just one of those movies that uh, it's hard for me to just tell you why I like it, but it's one of those movies that you see it and I mean you're kind of moved by it and the performances are amazing in it. And it's and it's a. It's a really well-balanced movie. I agree. Because you, yes, the story at the core is dark and twisted and very Stephen King, um, but the there's a lot of sort of lightheartedness. There's a lot of fun in that movie. Um, it, it's it's a, the, you know, parts of it are a joy to watch, and then parts of it are just horrifying, mm-hmm. um, which make it, you know, pretty lasting. Yeah, and... Um... I've always been a big fan of Tom Hanks, and again, in that movie, he's amazing. Yeah, that's a... And, and more of a, like, a kind of a subdued role for him. Yeah. More quiet, but, I mean, he's still able to do everything you expect a Tom Hanks role to be, and... He was on Amazing Tear. Oh, in, man. In that era. Like, yeah. Saving Private Ryan, Green Mile, and then, like, Castaway, and some other stuff. Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. Yeah. The little, 90s little were earlier. very good to Tom Hanks. Yeah. Well, yeah, Philadelphia. And <laughs> yeah. Definitely got some Oscars then. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, I guess a yeah, uh, little 90s and a little bit of the 2000s, yeah. yeah. I'm trying to remember if I saw that in the theater or... Because the memory I have is watching on a DVD at home mm-hmm. and sitting there for three hours. And then by the end of it, just being like, catching my breath. I was like blown away by it. Yeah. And just being like, oh, my God, that was so good. And I'm like... At that time, I wasn't really into more dramatic adult movies. Yeah, that was one so, of the first ones too for me. Yeah, sitting at the end of it, just gonna be like, that was amazing. Yeah, you know, you uh, around this time, I noticed my movie taste started to change. Mm. I mean, I still have, I still love horror movies and things like that. But uh, when you're able to sit down and appreciate something like The Green Mile, I think is when you realize um, how effective movies can be. And uh, yeah, that movie was a, a game changer for me too. Yeah, because it's a movie that, like I said, is really entertaining and. And if you like horror stuff, there's some really, you know, creepy, weird stuff that mm-hmm. it, it keeps you going. But yeah. then part of what is so good about that movie is that there are these sort of questions that it leaves you with that you you're forced to think about. And when you're when as a as a film goer, when you're forced to think about those questions and you find yourself enjoying that, that's mm-hmm. when it starts to sort yeah. of change the way that you look at movies. 
because you you get hooked on that idea and you're like i don't i don't want to see just regular old movies anymore i want to see movies that 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 talk to me yep i can see it being like a good graphic novel uh like if it was released in issues like you'd have the first uh issue being like um what's his name like it's brought to the jail yeah. Then there's like the whole thing with the mouse, like that's a whole separate thing, and then that guy gets fried, and um, yeah, there's a lot of then like of the third, like a little comic mini series, you know. Yeah, it like would a, make a good one. I can yeah. see it being a good book, because <laughs> <laughs> it is one. Hey-o. Yeah. So yeah, that was my number five. That's a good one. It's higher on my list. My number five was Galaxy Quest. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh. yeah, I just now did, did I already talk a lot about it. No, I no, because we talked about it a couple weeks ago. You did you like it when you saw it? Oh yeah, I I felt like at the time because I I saw it with Brian Turner and uh, we felt like well at least I felt like it was this diamond in the rough because I don't think any yeah. of my other friends were going to see it. Um, yeah. and I a lot of my friends like Star Wars, so you know I I was more of a Star Trek fan, so I got a lot of the references, right. and appreciated it on a different level than my Star Wars friends. So, um, uh, yeah, just, I, what? No, sorry. Go ahead. I was interrupting you. Oh no, I didn't know where else to go with it. (laughs) (laughs) It's really, it's just, it's just, I, I watched it recently and I had to explain to the person I was watching with that, uh, like the whole rock monster scene is this homage to the fact that in Star Trek five, the, the whole climax of that movie was this planned sequence of not just these rock pillars, but an entire rock monster. <laughs> it was supposed to be built and animated and fight Kirk and Spock and McCoy on this, uh, and uh, Cybok. Yeah. And the budget ran out. So they had to settle for the awful ending that they have. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Which, I mean, which that... they totally need to redo for DVD. I don't know. I don't know. They're if, doing all these I don't next know if generation. Rock Monster was going to be that much better than. Anyway, I'd like to see the William Shatner director's cut with the Rock Monster in it. <laughs> 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 if they can remaster all the original series in next gen, they should take a little time to give us a special edition of <laughs> Star Trek Five with that sequence yeah. added to it. Um, but anyway, yeah, just uh, you know, like that sequence. That's why Tim Allen's fighting the Rock Monster in there. Like, there's oh, nods to that. But I think um, I, I think that even if you didn't know that story where that idea comes from, that scene that sequence is still really. Oh yeah, good. it's still good. Like it's still funny. But it just it resonates with me so much more because I, right. being a nerd, like s- someone understood Star Trek enough to write a script that references these things yeah. and doesn't make them blatantly obvious. You know, they're just they naturally envelop in the plot. Um, so anyway, yeah, just and and then there are there are jokes that are, uh, oh, like the. Like the Smashers joke, that is a really funny joke yeah. to anyone who sees the movie, and then to anybody who's a Star Trek fan, you're like, "Yeah, like, w- uh huh? Why are there all these things on the ship? You know, um, there are, you know, anyway, yeah, that movie's great. <laughs> that movie is really great. Yeah, man, it needs to be higher. There's movies. a lot of uh, like the Thermians. Yeah, there's like a lot of uh, up and coming people in there because, like you said, Justin Long. Um, mm-hmm. Blanking on his name right now, Dwight. The guy who plays Schrute. Monk. Yeah, well, he was already like a big star, I thought. Yeah, I guess so. Doing stuff. Uh, um, Rain Wilson on Wings or whatever. Yeah, Rain Wilson's one of the guys. Um, mm-hmm. Forgetting some others, but yeah, there's. If you watch it, there's just a 
whole cast of like. Oh, and Sam Rockwell. There's that guy. That oh yeah, Sam Rock. I Sam Rock. I forgot Rock he was in it amazing. until I rewatched it. And yeah. <laughs> guy Fligman. Yeah. He doesn't uh, know Sam Rockwell. Uh, there's there's a line he had that Brian and I used to quote so much. Uh, oh, it's the thing about uh, don't open that. Is there air out there? You don't know. <laughs> Which totally makes sense. Like half the time they beamed out these planets. And yeah, yeah. I guess absolutely. they have the scanners ahead of time to like, oh, this is an M class planet. But still. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> we gotta get out of here before one of these things kills guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> oh. oh that's too good. That. Yeah. That movie was also really quotable. Yep. I have to watch right. it again to get back into it. But yeah. Anyway, Galaxy Quest. Awesome. Well, mine's a repeat, too. My number five... Yeah, my number five is South Park, Bigger, Longer, and Uncut. Hmm. Uh, which is... I don't even remember when I saw that for the first time. I must have already been watching South Park. Because, uh, you know, South Park was not a show I was really supposed to be watching. <laughs> the first time I saw an episode was actually... We were on vacation in Florida. And the, the Gobbles Thanksgiving episode, mm-hmm. you know, That's one the first was on. Ones. And... Um, and my parents were gone, and Jake and I turned it on because Jake was old enough to watch it. Jake and I turned it on, and he was like, "Here, you should watch this show." And I thought it was amazing. I didn't understand most of the crude jokes, but the jokes about the turkey with his head on the ground was funny. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the the movie is amazing. Um, and as I have said many times, one of the greatest musicals of the last yes, thirty years. Not just a great movie, but also a great musical. Yeah, which also. I got to see Robin Williams perform the Blame Canada song at the Oscars. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, well, it's a better musical than any of the ones they're making now. It's a better musical than Glee because Glee isn't a musical. <laughs> um, it's also a reason why I really want to see the Book of Mormon because oh, those yeah. guys know how to make musicals. Absolutely, they do. They do. All right. Um, My number four is a repeat is Dogma. Very cool. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's, a, there's, there's a I really just took monster your... in it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's so good, and it's even better every time that Kevin Smith makes a joke about yeah. the big rubber poop monster. Dude, we got a rubber poop monster in this. <laughs> if you've seen Evening with Kevin Smith, oh yeah. man, I love the dogma <laughs> questions in it. Uh, Brad, uh, mm-hmm. my number four is Princess Mononoke, which is a was Miyazaki that, anime. Was that ninety nine? That is ninety nine. Is it just Very the American low releases ninety nine or is it? Um, I don't know. I got you. Yeah, it, yeah. yeah. I remember you, you saw it in ninety nine, so that's how it works. <laughs> that is how it works. <laughs> that's the Brad asterisk on the list. <laughs> if that is how it works, like eight of the movies on my list, I didn't see in ninety nine. <laughs> I, I went off the box office mojo list. It's on there, like at number three hundred or something. Yeah, I, I got you. One hundred thousand dollars or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, just uh, I think it was also like that was my first studio Studio Ghibli Miyazaki film and um, eh, Ghibli Ghibli. It's pronounced Ghibli. Ghibli. Yeah, like giblets. I, I was just saying like Ghibli. Giblets. I think it's Mr. McGiblets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Studio Ghibli. Um, yeah, what a, like a great story about you know. It's been a forest while. Forest spirits. Deforestation and yeah, forest yeah. spirits and. Uh, it's one of the uh, the, the characters and art design are just really like as an artist I appreciate like with the kokiri thingies that shake their head. Oh yeah, like, those I don't are remember whether adorable and yeah, it's weird at the same time. <laughs> and it feels like one of the one of the Hayao Miyazaki movies with the most plot. Yeah, we were talking about this before because Ryan was looking at a long list of uh, Rotten Tomatoes like 
best animated movies. And uh, what was it? My, my Neighbor Totoro is on there. Yeah, it's like number and I was saying, 20. like, I like My Neighbor Totoro, but because it has so little actual story, like, there's no, there's there's very little plot to that movie, and so it's hard to connect with sometimes. Um, whereas Princess Mononoke, there's a bit more direction. I feel like they're going from A to B, like, more directly. Yeah, exactly. And some there, other movies, there like Howl's ending. Moving Castle and Spirited Away, they're kind of bullshitting through a bunch of stuff. Like, yeah. here's just this scene, here's this scene, and... But I love Howl's Moving Castle. But do you? Oh, yeah. Uh, the Oh, yeah. Mostly because the animation in that movie, to me, stands out even more. Because of the little thing, you know, it's a that's a story about this, like, little girl who gets turned into this old woman. And the fact that certain things in the movie will turn will start her turning back into a young girl again are uh, visually that movie is just stunning i hardly even remember what happens i just remember those moments anyway yeah. that's beside the point that movie did not come out in 99 how's moving castle no it's 04 yeah. but uh princess mononoke did and it's pretty good yeah one of my favorites cool well, my, my number four is a repeat. It's the Green Mile. Yeah, ours is pretty close. Yeah, absolutely. Might be the first Stephen King thing I was exposed to. Might be. Because I didn't see Stand By Me when everybody else did. I saw it really late. I think the first one I saw was uh, Silver Bullet. I never saw Silver Bullet. Which is... Uh, What's that? <laughs> it's an adaptation of uh, Cycle of the Werewolf. Huh. It's with Corey Haim. He's in a wheelchair. And he shoots uh, a bottle rocket at the werewolf. <laughs> And Gary Busey's in it. You should see it. It's actually not that bad. <laughs> I just know, like, cause, because I wasn't into a lot of horror stuff, like, I just sort of avoided most of it. Mm. And for some reason, I saw Shawshank Lake, too. So I think that Green Mile was the first movie that I watched that was a Stephen King movie. It's a good one. It's a nice yeah. exposure. Yeah, it is. It's definitely one of the best, for sure. All right. Your number, hey, three. My number three, three we haven't said yet. My number three is The Matrix. You son of a bitch. <laughs> Dude, my number three is The Matrix. Is it? Nice. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Mine's the, a liar. <laughs> <laughs> the Matrix, uh, when I saw that for the first time, I thought it was okay. Um, really? Yeah. I uh, I agree. I didn't get it at all. Um, what? I was it, like, what the frick just happened? Yeah. What is it, wrong with you guys? It's not like I, 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 yeah, I don't know what it was about it when I first saw it, but I'm like, eh, it's all right. Yeah. But it was also one of the first DVDs I remember purchasing because I remember saying, they were saying, oh, the white rabbit on the DVD, if it comes on the screen, you hit it and it tells you secrets about the movie. One of the first DVDs that really promoted Easter eggs. Yeah. Yeah. And so when I watched it again, I realized actually how brilliant the movie was. And um, yeah, so I, I, and um, actually you, you were saying that because if, would the sequels diminish how you felt about the first one? Yeah. And I actually think it actually elevates the first one and makes it better. Um, because, uh, when you see it and I saw it for the first time, I'm like, ah, oh, it's all right. But then, you know, you see it again. And when Keanu comes out and he stops the bullets from hitting him and they fall down, then you're like, oh, this is badass. And uh, yeah. So oh, I, absolutely. Yeah. I got really behind it. I think after maybe the second or third time I saw it, I don't remember. I think my point is more just that when, when I watch it now, I have a hard time not thinking about the sequels at all, yeah. which keeps me from really getting into and really just enjoying that movie the way that I did when I first saw it. Because the thing is, The Matrix was another movie that was, because it was rated R, um, I didn't see it in 1999, because I was like 13. Um, and when I did see it, I actually I actually didn't see it until it was running on television. Huh. So, I, no, I know. But here's the thing. When I first saw it, 
I was in it right away. I remember mm. the first time I watched it, I think I watched half of that movie. I was in my basement, and our, our TV in the basement is like up on a kind of high shelf. I watched that whole movie standing in front of that TV, in like, you know, two feet away, just standing for almost the entire movie because I was like, this is amazing. I don't know what the – I didn't even know what it was at first. I, it was just on TV, and I started watching it, and it, it blew me away. Um, now that I talk about it, I do feel like it should be higher on my list, but the truth is when I watch it now, I, I, I don't have that passion for it that I used mm. to. Um, the, you know, the action is still amazing and probably changed – what we expect from action sequences after that, but uh, it's still like there's a little bit of it that's tainted. I still don't get why it's rated R. Is there cussing in it? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I don't yeah. remember. Yeah, it's it's just for language, pretty Drop much. Yeah, bomb a couple times. Yeah, and of course there's tons of guns and but not really yeah, like there's bloody no, violence. There's not, there's not, not blood. There's not but... blood really, except for when Keanu gets shot. Um, there's not blood. There's a little bit of talking about sex, but I no more than should, could be in a th- PG-13 movie. What ever happened to Keanu Reeves? Is he dead? Uh, he's sitting on a bench somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's been in a lot of movies. He's just yeah. not, you know. What's his last movie? Um, there might have been Hardball? some No, no, no. Uh, uh, what was that movie about the lake? Uh, the Lake House. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The Lake House that with was like Sandra Bullock. was like four years ago. Yeah, it was. <laughs> uh, Anyways, well. he probably made enough money on the Matrix movies. Oh yeah, he's doing okay. Yeah, yeah, and Bill and Ted. He was supposed to be doing the uh, Akira live action, but no, Cowboy Bebop. Oh god. <laughs> yeah, I hope or maybe I he was attached to Akira too. I think he was attached to both of those, and they're oh, both okay. not happening. Yeah, <laughs> good because of him. <laughs> um, so yeah, so, yeah. Uh, Brad, number three. That movie's amazing. My number three is The Green Mile. So ah, cool. And your number three. My was number three was The, the Matrix. Matrix. Uh, my number two is South Park. <laughs> we really destroyed each other's top we did five lists um, no because my t- my number one isn't on your guys list nice um nothing else to say about South Park oh yeah. it's funny it's great so what about my number two your yep. number two my number two is Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. You are I the devil. It. I knew it. <laughs> you are the I devil hey, incarnate. Hey, it could be worse. It could be number one. <laughs> no. Well, okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. No, I'd, uh, obviously it's. I mean, it's above the... all those, just because of the hype and the uh, the state of mind we were in at the time. It's, yeah. Uh, you're you're taking that through the scope of like how much it meant to you that year. Yeah. 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 If I look back on 1999 and I collect a bunch of movies, like that cannot just, I cannot block that out of existence. Just, whether people think it's good or not, it's like it was a part of my life then. And oh, yeah. It deserves to be on a, li- if I'm making a top 10 list of movies from that year, like it belongs on there. So, I, I, I totally understand that. Um, yeah. Have I ever uh, told you guys my Phantom Menace story? No. Um, well, maybe. I probably maybe. forgot it. Probably. I'm sure you've heard it. But I'll, I'll, I'll tell it anyways because I told you I'd tell it at the beginning of the podcast. Remember when I said that? <laughs> here, here we go. Oh, I see what you're doing. Um, so uh, my friend Joe, who does the Real Gamers podcast with me, um, make sure you listen to it. We just did a new one, Most Anticipated Games for ne- next year. Uh, but anyways, my friend Joe had a girlfriend named Beverly, and Beverly worked at Denver West. Uh, Beverly, Beverly Mitchell from 7th Heaven? Yes. Okay. Um, so Beverly Mitchell worked at Denver West Movie Theater <laughs> and... Anyway, she worked at the Denver West Movie Theater, and remember when this movie came out, um, we didn't want to see it at midnight because we had to go to school, obviously. Um, Pussies. Yeah. So we couldn't see it at midnight, but his girlfriend bought us tickets for the 7.30 morning show. <laughs> so 
we on Friday because me and Joe didn't have a morning class, and we had children's theater afterwards, so we literally just watched <laughs> Star Wars instead. So, anyways, she bought the tickets for us, so we didn't have to wait in line to buy the tickets. Um, and then when we got to the movie theater, the line, oh my gosh, you know, the line was <laughs> really long. I mean, you, you've been to Denver West. It went down the uh, stairs. That's to in the, the days st- when it would go yeah. down the stairs and then back around the complex. Yep. Oh, man. And uh, so we, uh, Beverly was working that morning, and me and Joe showed up about, I don't know, an hour before the movie, and we're like, fuck, we're really far back here. And um, so we're just sitting there waiting, and all of a sudden, Beverly comes out of the the movie theater, and she's panicked. She has a panicked look on her face. And uh, she found me and Joe, and she said, Ryan, Joe, can you please help us? We don't know if we can um, open in enough time, and you, if you help us, we'll let you sit anywhere in the movie theater. And we said, sure. So we literally popped popcorn for like 30 minutes and helped them get it ready. They gave us free popcorn and soda. And uh, so we went in five minutes before everybody else, sat right in the middle. Um, and the first guy who walked into the theater came in, and he had a Star Wars stuff on, and he was ready to go. Turns the corner, and he says, how the fuck did these guys get in here? <laughs> and, uh, and me and Joe were like, eh. And so we had inside, and uh, so you know we're getting excited, and that's the first part of my story, Star Wars story. The second part is uh, we sat down, and we started watching the movie. And some dude behind me had a laser pointer and kept on pointing it at the screen. And he was, uh, as the screen the, the screen crawl was going, he kept on moving it up. And he kept on doing it. And people are like, come on, man, come on, man. And it got really quiet. And so he kept on doing it. And I stood up in the theater, turned around. I said, hey, if you don't stop using that laser pointer, pointer me and a bunch of Star Wars geeks are going to kick your ass. And then the whole theater went, woo! <laughs> and... Uh, he didn't point again. <laughs> so I had a, I did have great moments with uh, the Phantom Menace when I saw it. And <laughs> then none when, of them were while the movie was playing. And then when the movie was over, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I stood in line for the I popped <laughs> popcorn for this. I cheated my way into the best seats <laughs> in the theater for this. So what if that guy meant, uh, uh, who are the fuck are these guys? Like he knew you or just in general, like who are these guys? Yeah. I want to, <laughs> that'd be hilarious if he actually knew you. <laughs> yeah. I want to build a time ma- in here. <laughs> I want to build a time machine and go back to those, those theaters. And as people are coming out of that movie, start saying to them, guess what guys, that's the best of the prequels. <laughs> and just watch their heads explode. And, and then they'll, it's the, all down, for, downhill from here. And again. then yeah. six years later, they'll be like this, that dude was a fucking liar. <laughs> Actually, it'd be better if after they watch that to, um, you know, just tell them. Never mind. It well, gets no. better. No, here's the thing: is like, like they wouldn't make it to six years because after Attack of the Clones, they 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 would all kill themselves because they'd be like, that guy might actually be right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But uh, uh, yeah. Anyways, it was a, it, it was a fun time. That Star Wars guy's like the yeah. Biff Tannen of your story. <laughs> <laughs> McFly, what are you doing in the Star Wars screening before me? <laughs> What's uh, he always called, McFly? Huh? Uh, lame brain. What does he call him all the time? Butthead? <laughs> Butthead. Yeah. Butthead. <laughs> oh, gosh. Alrighty. Yeah, my story is I saw it twelve times in '99. So exactly. he did see it twelve Any times, movie. and you know what? He has uh, proof. He kept his. Movie I have all the tickets. Any movie and that you I saw twelve asleep. times deserves to be on that list. <laughs> yeah, unless you're insane. I think I I matched it with The Dark Knight. So. Oh wow! Wow, man! Um, but Dark Knight was way more expensive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and way better. And I didn't fall asleep in four or five of them. 
<laughs> wait, did you fall asleep? You always fall asleep out of five in movies. Of, you, well, you, back wait, then, are you talking about Star Wars? Star or? Wars. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I, you know, so, some of those screenings I went to between classes, so um, <laughs> I don't know. I was just exhausted, <laughs> and I knew it was happening, so you know, it wasn't like, oh, I'm gonna miss it. Yeah, I, I made. I mainly go to like get to the pod race part, and I wake up after the pod race part and be like, oh man. <laughs> well, at least I got the lightsaber battle. And we were really yeah. mad at Brad at, at during. Um, school because he said, "Hey guys, you want to go see Star Wars with me again?" We're like, "No, not okay. Yeah, sure. I guess we'll go." And then you walk away and go, "Yippee!" Like, Did <laughs> not do that. You made that up. <laughs> <Did make> that <laughs> up. <laughs> Jump in the air oh, and kick man. my heels together. Yeah. Yippee! Anyway, oh. that was my number two. So James, <laughs> yeah. we're on to you. And what? if you want to hear more about it, there is a podcast that we did that's an hour and 40 minutes long about <laughs> episode one. And 40 minutes of that, maybe a little more, is just us arguing about episode one. Yep. And it's actually really good. <laughs> it is. That's a fun I, podcast. I make some is really it? good points in my brilliant ar- ar- argument. Um, my number two is a good movie. Uh, my number two is Toy Story 2. Yahoo. <laughs> Yippee! That- <laughs> Yippee! <laughs> <laughs> Toy Story 2 is my number one movie. So, did you want to add yeah, anything to uh, Toy Story Two? Uh, I don't. I don't think so. It's it's really special. Um, that uh, no, that movie's really good. It's amazing. Yeah, yep. Brad, you're number one. <laughs> My number one was The Matrix. Nice. So. Yep. Anything you want to add to The Matrix? All I wanted to talk about was yeah, I, I went to see it. You know, with a group of friends. Left the theater going. Uh, everyone else seemed to like really enjoy it, but I was like, it was way over my head. I didn't get it at all. And then we had some friends who hadn't seen it, so I, I, I think I went back and saw it two or three more times before I finally figured out how cool it was. And by yeah, by get it, you mean the coolness of it, not the science fictionness of it. Even the science fiction of it, I was kind of figuring out. Try, I haven't seen the movie in a while, uh, but I, I feel like there was this element of. Uh, so what are they doing? <laughs> Like yeah. they're in this world and then they're out there and um like how how does this environment like what are the rules? I don't understand what's going what's going on in that aspect. Um I mean, like he has learning powers. I don't I, know. I, I was the same way. I mean it, it's I, hard to go back and like rem- I just remember no, the feeling I understand, of not yeah. understanding. Yeah, I'm yeah. not exactly I just sure what it was. I, I was the same way. I mean I understood like the concept of it, but I had to like watch it a couple times to actually understand the concept of it and what was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was the same way with it. Like I saw it f- once in the theater and I went back and saw it again. And it seems like every time I saw it, uh, I would start getting, uh, knowing more about it. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, yeah. What you had to do is you went and saw the matrix and you were like, I don't really understand what that movie is. So then you went and saw the 13th floor and you went, ah, okay, <laughs> that's what's going on in the matrix. Now the matrix is cool. 13th floor is still really boring and stupid, <laughs> but the matrix is cool now. Cause I understand it. <laughs> and it has action in it. Yeah, I think it might have been like the themes of uh, like what, what does what like what are defines reality? Mm-hmm. Like, no, I got you. Like yeah. beyond the fact that it's just there's this computer program and then there's real reality. Like what really the little things like you know when he's talking about the steak and he says that, you know the questions about whether or not the steak is really the best steak ever. Yeah, like those weird or the philo- things philosophical like there's no questions. spoon. Yeah, like the, f- the philosophy oh, behind yeah. it. You know, yeah, they're, they're touching on it. And I guess it's a, like my, you know, 17 year old brain still hasn't, you know, yeah. studied those questions yet. So yeah. I'm just kind of like, it's touching on something that I have no, I've never heard, uh, like had a relationship with before. And I'm just focusing on the action and stuff. And um, so, yeah, after, after a couple of screenings, like I finally got it. And 
this many years later, yeah, yeah, the the sequel is really sour. My appreciation for it, but I'm sure if I picked it up again and actually watched it, not on just TV, yeah, um, the Blu-ray packaging is really cool. Yeah, yeah, it is. I ha- uh, I have the HD DVDs and. <laughs> they had a really cool set I, with every that. Time, uh, they did, every yeah. time you say, I have the HD DVDs, I, I laugh. Oh, man. HD DVD made way more sense at the time than Blu-ray. No, Stupid it didn't. Sony. No, because HD DVD is harder to say than Blu-ray. But it makes sense. Nope. It's DVD plus HD. Yeah, but then I have and to say HD you can HD get DVD. both DVD and Blu-ray, or DVD and HD DVD on the same disc. You don't even have to do separate discs. Who needs but that? Blu-ray's better. Yeah, Blu-ray's way better. Just because Sony said so. And there's more space. Uh, there's more not, there's not, not because Sony said so, because Disney, Fox. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all those people said so. You can get more space Because Sony paid those studios to support them. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it did work out for them. And I don't mind Blu-ray. It's all right. All righty. Um, and then we're on to my number one? Number one. That's right. My number one is a movie we haven't talked about. Uh, can I guess it, or do you want to... You, you already know what it I is. I do know what it is. But you so, didn't see my computer screen. No, but I already knew it, what it was before. Because I brought it up the other day. You did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were in Barnes & Noble, and there was a copy of uh, Rocket Boys, and I was like, we, oh, we, yeah, that, we're going to talk about this next week. And it's funny, because I knew it was going to be on my list, but I didn't know it was going to be number one. Uh, my number one is October Sky, uh, which is, if you haven't seen it, it's a movie. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal plays the kid who... Um, he grew up in a small mining town and, uh, after Sputnik was launched, he became sort of obsessed with rockets and what he designed was the, um, the cone shape at the end, at the bottom of a rocket that causes the, um, propellant to sort of bottleneck and then it, it has more control over the way the rocket launches. Anyway, uh, he invented that and without that, we don't go to the moon. Um, and it's a story about how he and his friends built these rockets and figured out all of this math and the science inside of this, this little mining town, um, and how that got them. I mean, eventually that guy went on to work for NASA, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, and, but at the core, it is really this really wonderful father son story. Um, uh, Chris Cooper plays his father and Chris Cooper is, absolutely amazing in this movie like he plays the best sort of not he's not a jerk dad but at the same time like you you understand what he's what he's doing he's a tough dad yeah he's a really tough dad ignorant Um, no 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 he's not ignorant like you it's unfair to call him ignorant because his his point is completely valid um he, he just doesn't actually have faith that his son can get out of this town because he never could um it's it's a really amazing movie, one that nobody really talks about. Um, it has a special place in my heart also because it's Joe Johnson, who Joe Johnson who, um, just directed Captain America. And Jurassic Park 3. Uh, yeah. Joe Johnson <laughs> Joe Johnson ha- does not have a real great track record. I don't think Jurassic uh, Park he, 3 is that bad. I think it's yeah, awful. Right. I think wow. it's really awful. I don't think it's awful at all. <laughs> There's worse sequels. Um, yeah. No, yeah, there are. There are, but uh, as a sequel, I like... It's a sequel that makes I think makes The Lost but, World look really really good. But Dr. Alan Grant's in it. Yeah, I love Dr. Alan Grant. And, anyway, you know, anyway, um, but he also directed The Rocketeer, which I love. Yeah. Uh, and so there's a little bit of like underdog in it for me, where it's like this movie shouldn't be as good as it is, but so, it just it it moves me. Can I tell you something funny about October Sky? Sure. So Laura Dern is on the 
is on the poster, right? Yeah, but she's only and, in the movie for and 20 so minutes. And um, Jake Gyllenhaal and me and Brandon used to make fun of it because you can't see this in Radio Land, but <laughs> both of them are on the poster doing this. So it looks like they're, <laughs> they're both sort of ready for like cock face. to be <laughs> just inserted in their mouth. <laughs> they're both like, no, no, no. They're looking up at the sky in With awe. With their mouths gaped open. <laughs> and... So me and Brandon used to make fun of it all the time, and then his uh, his mom his mom rented it, and we watched it. We're like, oh, "This movie's great!" <laughs> yeah, no, it's really it's really special. Yeah, uh, and it's it's the first like really wonderful Jake Gyllenhaal role. You know, not that I mean I don't know if there's that many wonderful Jake. You know Gyllenhaal what Jake Gyllenhaal's but... really good in Man vs Wild with Bear Grylls. Wait, he shows up in Man vs Wild. Yeah, he wanted to do um, Will Ferrell and. Jake Gyllenhaal did a Man vs. Wild with Bear Grylls. I did not know that. And he he did a pretty good job, man. He freaking shimmied across a 100-foot-long, 200-foot-drop gorge. So that's pretty impressive on a single rope. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's a great movie. So, yeah, look up uh, Man vs. Wild. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, but October and Sky is every cool. other <laughs> Every other movie we saw today. Yeah, and so uh, October Sky, yeah, I, that was just funny because me and Brandon would always make fun of it. And yeah. then when you see it and you like it, you're like, oh, I, guess, I guess you shouldn't judge a book, judge a book by its cover. I, I've had a few of those myself, yeah. But I mean, they're seriously like staring up at the sky with their mouths gaping open. And I should say, I I also am in love with the space program and the Apollo program and all of that. And so that's that's part of it, too, is that I am so fascinated by that the story itself that it it gets a bump i mean that's I, okay I, I put it over the matrix which is dude crazy. i have deep lucy on mine it's all right <laughs> you, you don't have <laughs> at least yours was 10 i know I, I mean i i'm not justifying it i i absolutely just think it deserves to be there it just really surprised me yeah sometimes that happens i mean there's movies sometimes where you're just like wow that's you know i really like that i mean real steel for me this year i mean i still love that movie yeah and i mean it happens every once in a while where there's just a movie and that's what's great about movies it's also great about opinions everybody has one and just because you they like all a movie, stink wait no that's not the that's <laughs> just because you like a movie so much doesn't mean um that it's it, it movies are a lot like books and any form of entertainment they can touch you in a different way you're subjective just like your uncle <laughs> wow! Oh man, I was like, "This is so nice and eloquent." How is Ryan gonna screw this out? Oh, 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 oh there uh, it is, molestation. <laughs> but no, I, in all seriousness, yes. Speaking of Roman plans, no, no. Yeah, I'm glad Carnage only made two million dollars. By the way, this year, but I'm sad that it made two million dollars. <laughs> well, <laughs> what were the other really bad movies from the? Oh, oh, Wild Wild West. Dude, Wing- that was. How much money did that movie make? It was like number oh, was seven like, or something on the list. I think I may, I may have seen it twice for some reason. I saw it in the theaters. I know I did because, yeah. you know, you come from um, Will Smith making, you know, Independence Day. and It was Big Green Weekend. Black. Men in Black. And then that was the following Men in Black. Yeah. Yeah. And you're just like, what the fuck, man? Oh, gosh. Yeah, Kenneth Branagh, Kevin Klein. It's got Kenneth Branagh in it. Which at the time I didn't understand, but now I look back and I'm like, how in the world is he playing the half-blown-up southern guy in a wheelchair? Yeah. How did... Oh. And then you know what makes even uh, that movie what makes the movie great is when you see an evening with Kevin Smith and he talks about the giant spider yeah. and that spider oh, shows up. Yeah. And But, you know, then they tr- that movie they try to put in that kook, uh, the KKK jokes and stuff and you're just like, oh, man. Oh, it's insane. It's really... I don't understand how that movie came came out the way it did but it, i was so excited for it i remember I spent, as i rolled into the wild wild west <laughs> as i strolled into the wild wild west oh man and selma hayek oh, who chose gosh. selma oh 
Anyway, uh, so many I, great actors. I spent like five dollars on a pair of Wild Wild West sunglasses at Burger King before that movie came out, and they were tiny. They like they were sunglasses for kids. Yeah, that's a bummer. That's one of those movies where you just hoped it would be better. Yeah, yeah. Because you're right. I mean, there's so many great actors in it. Oh, who is it that plays uh, the guy with like one ear? That's a, um, he plays Buffalo Bill in. Um, anyway, mm, shoot. What's I can name? say I can see the actor. I just don't remember his name. Yeah. Um, yeah, because he's in that Talk movie too. As the where are you, Will Smith? <laughs> 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 oh man. I remember um, when they have those magnetic collars and they try to run away from each other. Yeah, and, they, then, they, and then they jump over the thing and then they snap together. Yeah. And I like my Kevin Klein either being gay or playing the president. <laughs> 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 oh man, uh, he needs to make a movie where he plays the first gay president. <laughs> oh, dude, <laughs> he would win an Oscar. And you know what? We won't call it Dave or In and In and Out. We'll call it Steven. <laughs> The next Asian point at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Klein, if you're listening to real nerds, dude, I'll write that script. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I think oh, Wild man. Wild West should have embraced more of the steampunk aesthetic. Like, I, oh yeah, going in, I was like, where's the like? They should have like steam powered horses. You know, like these like metal horses that were like, steam powered, and then or at least let the steampunk be cooler. Like, or, or you I know, think, more subtle but cooler, more just not like, just like, oh, it's a giant spider. Or you know, we can turn this guy's head upside down and look at his last—the last thing he saw. Like, I was like, I they went know. for super weird and like really emphasized the buddy comedy element when they really yeah. should just kind of like you're doing this like sci-fi Wild West thing, which is like steampunk, and instead it's just as like here's these goofy like comedic bits between. What's well, because they wa- they wanted thing. Men in Black again, you know? Yeah, they went more weird and. Uh, <laughs> Anywho. Yeah. Anywho. And um, as we know, uh what's his what's his name? Peter Johnson. Peter no. The guy the, the guy from the Kevin Smith story. The guy who is producing that oh, movie Peter uh, Goober. is insane. No, it's uh Um John Peters. John John Peters. John Peters. I knew I was close. Fudge. Um the guy who's making that movie is friggin' insane. And so that's why that movie is just off the walls and wrong. Mm. So what other disappointing movies do you guys have from Danny Uh Wing Commander was that year. We talked about that. Yeah, we did for talk a about Wing Commander. <laughs> I love Which, Wing Commander 3. But. I, I, can't, I cannot believe that Wing Commander was 1999. Like, the fact that that movie comes out two years after, what was it? Um, uh, Starship Troopers. Like, yeah. to me, Wing Commander is an older, <laughs> way lower budget movie than Starship Troopers. But, dude, we looked. It cost but $30 then, million dollars to make that movie. Yeah, $30 million made 11, you know? Uh, it's that move. I I can't believe that that was 1999. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I remember yeah. seeing. It. I uh, uh and being like, I, oh, I do. Man. Uh, Where's Mark Hamill? <laughs> I do like Sleepy Hollow. Um, I like the imagery in it, and I like anything Christopher Walken plays a bad guy in. Um, Johnny Depp's pretty good in it. I haven't seen it in a while. Is one of your disappointing movies? Uh, it's like one of my in between movies. So we're doing runner ups now. Uh, that's the only one we're, I really. We're remember. just talking. Oh, we're just talking. <laughs> Sorry, that you have structure. a list. I did. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I separated my stuff out, so I was like, "Is Boondock Saints on your list anywhere?" Oh, that was from that. Yeah, it wasn't on the box office mojo list though. Uh, probably because it made no money. Wait, because it took a while for. Uh, yeah, it should have been on that list because yeah, it came out and then because of Columbine, it shelved. They shelved right. it and then. Yeah, um, but that it was that year. Damn it! That might have been. And it mm. is purposely not on my list. <laughs> 
Like I, I really liked that movie when I first saw it, but then when it became such like a a bro thing, I don't know. I can't. It's it taint, a bro thing? It taints I, that I, movie. I think it's overrated. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I, I, I would agree that it's over. Yeah, that's kind of what it, I mean. It's, it's overrated for me because you know how much I love gratuitous violence and stuff. Sometimes just you know. Yeah, I think there's some really cool, fun stuff in that movie, and as like a little indie action film, it's cool. But it gets such hype. Yeah, I agree. It's like Scarface, where Scarface has become yes. like, such Ugh. a part of mm, like true. pop culture. Even though it's like people have Scarface posters, and they've never seen the movie. <laughs> Always drives me nuts. Also, Troy Duffy is a dick. Yeah, like, have you I, seen that documentary Overnight? I ha- I haven't seen it yet, but no, I, I've no. heard enough about I'll lend it to you. that dude, and I've seen bits from that dude. I'm just like, I don't. I want to. It makes me like that movie. It's kind of like the Roman Polanski thing. Like it makes me like that movie less just because he's associated. Yeah, with it. yeah like that guy is a jerk. And he and he has overhyped it. Like he thinks it's way better than it than it really is. Really, he overhyped. He's laughing all the way to the bank now because I see tons of merchandise. Yeah, but at the same uh, time, like he spent a lot of money on making a sequel that no one would saw. You know, All Saints Day. Yeah. Um, I want to find out how they get out of prison. I really, uh, I wanted to find a place for Three Kings on my list as well. But at the same time, oh, yeah, I needed, I needed to see that movie again. To really be able to judge it properly. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, what was your guys' reaction to the Blair Witch Project? Fucking hate the Blair Witch Project. Big hit for that year, but yeah, uh, I hated it. I can't even it's remember. It's not my cup of tea. No, you know, I, this, my, my problem with one, uh, the, the Blair Witch Project more so than even Paranormal Activities, because um, Paranormal Activities are still scripted. Um, the problem I always had with Blair Witch is it was fake scripted and people would always say oh it's so terrifying because it seems so real but you know that part where there she, she's like i threw the the map in the water and you're like why did you throw the map in the water because and then you have this huge argument about the compass or i don't even remember i saw it one time but they have the huge argument about yeah. her throwing that map or the compass away and then that's not coming out of her nose <laughs> i don't remember a lot but i remember going in sitting down expecting it to be really scary them having the whole movie framed in the uh, projector aspect ratio mm-hmm. yeah. and then just sitting through the whole movie is going to be like okay it's going to get good right it's going to get better and then the camera falls over at the end and you're like this is bullshit <laughs> <laughs> or they, they try to play what it a up, waste like, of time you know how people said how scary the ending was when the dude was looking in a corner because they told some lame ghost story yeah not scary yeah. and then i left the theater with like roger and russell and they're like oh that was pretty like that was pretty terrifying i'm like really <laughs> yeah. it, it, it's like my, my, my. I have people. Those Friday Thirteenth like movies are scarier than yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, it's stupid. Well, part of it was that the the marketing for that was such that oh. like I mean I don't really the best marketing campaign ever. It set the oh, stage yeah. for people to really be scared by that movie. And and again, you know, obviously it didn't work on you guys, but nobody had really seen anything like that before. Like yeah, to uh, I I mean I respect a movie that cost fifteen thousand dollars to make and made over a hundred million dollars. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, but it doesn't mean I want to watch it again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, I forgot that that was even that year. Iron Giant wasn't in, on anybody's list. I know. I thought it'd be on yours. On mine? Yeah. I didn't like it when it came out. Hmm. Like I came out of that movie being like, like, okay, remember I was thirteen years old? No, twelve years, twelve years old, and I came out of that movie being like. Yeah, the you know the sort of undertones of not liking guns was a little you know heavy-handed, you know. And when, I, when you're 12 years old and you can pick out the politics in a movie, it's a that's not a great sign. 
Um, I appreciate it a lot more now. I still think it's really heavy-handed. You know, there's a point in that movie yeah. where the Iron Giant says, like, I'm a gun. And you're going, ah, <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> but, uh, and, you know, to be a hand-animated movie, it's still, it's it's really pretty. Mm-hmm. I'll go down the rest of my runner-up list just to yeah, go ahead. cover stuff. Um, if I had been making this list about uh, stuff I really liked at the time, uh, Tarzan would have been on there. Oh, wow. That's a good one. Um, I think so it's animated very well. Yeah, it's. I hate Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> oh yeah, she was one of the monkeys. <laughs> she, she's got a song. Yeah, I, yeah. I thought it was a fun uh, because Tarzan's been told so many times. I yeah. thought they did a pretty good job of keeping uh, it fresh, keeping it fresh, and, fresh and, yeah. singing. Phil Collins does the soundtrack. And <laughs> I remember seeing it with my mom and her. She does this every now and then when they like remake something like that, like Tarzan. I remember her trying to convince me that I shouldn't like it because it wasn't like the old Tarzan version. <laughs> She'll do the same thing when uh, when uh, uh, Dark Shadows comes out. She'll tell me about how much Dark Shadows was good and how much <laughs> the new one is bad. Anyway, sorry, go ahead, yeah. Tarzan. Um, Jacob the Liar is something I caught on DVD. Oh, I've never seen that. Is it good? I like it. I mean... Um, like Robin Williams was doing a lot of movies during that time. Yeah, he was. Um, most of them dramatic and uh, not good. <laughs> uh, a couple of the dramatic roles. I remember good. liking Bicentennial Man, which I think was also from this year. But <laughs> yeah, it was. was. This year, yeah. Yeah. That movie's not good anymore. I re- yeah anymore. I, I remember. Like, I liked really, it when I saw it. Yeah, I liked it at the time, but it was really, really depressing. Like it yeah. made me yeah, kind of really think is. about my own mortality. <laughs> yeah, I was like, God, it would suck to live forever. It made it? me think about my <laughs> my own mortality, and I was twelve. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I remember being like, Oh man, I'm gonna die. <laughs> I don't want to live forever because all your friends would be gone. It sucks. Um, uh, can I turn into a robot so I don't have to die like the robot did? <laughs> but uh, yeah, Jacob the liar. Um, I wish I uh, how to describe it. It's just it, most like. It's about the Holocaust, right? Yeah, most Holocaust yeah. movies are like very grand in scope. Like this one really focuses on more on characters. Yeah, um, and it's got like Alan Arkin and Leif Schreiber in it, and oh, uh, wow. a bunch of other great actors. And it's it's basically about kind of creating like a uh, Jacob Rob Williams. He through a series of lies kind of creates this myth about himself that really causes all the oppressed Jews, you know, in his circle to feel better about the situation they're in it like gives them this hope hmm. um just by by uh like the power of how a lie can actually be good yeah like do good um in the end it doesn't work out <laughs> 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 works out quite horribly oh but, um, the path uh, along the way is um yeah i got you really uh, touching and sweet um is a sixth sense on your list uh, it's not. Because none of us. None of us talked about the Sixth Sense. Just because when I saw it, I saw the whole surprise. Like everyone talks about, like this big reveal, and I saw it in the scene when he's sitting down next to the woman early on, talking to her. You mean the the kid's mom? Yeah, the kid's mom. Oh yeah. I was like, I think this guy's actually dead. Oh, ah, <laughs> good for you. So by the end, I was like, okay, cool, all right. <laughs> yeah, the only reason it's not on my list is, I mean, I think it's actually a good movie. I do. Yeah. Um, I think it's because I loved Unbreakable so much. Yeah, I yeah. love Unbreakable that, uh, so much more than that. That I, it kind of yeah, yeah. That's my that's my Bruce Willis M Night Shyamalan movie. It uh, it's not on my list. I like it. It definitely got me the first time. I didn't know the twist. Oh, I didn't either. Um, and I I thought it was really impressive. And again, because I didn't like horror movies when I was younger, it scared the poop out of me. Especially oh man, the ghost that comes down the hallway that shot the back of his head off. Oh, scarred me for oh, yeah, a the week. Little kid. Like honestly, I could not sleep. 
That one messed me up. I almost don't remember but, anything visually. Oh god! Oh, no, what? <laughs> I know it's Mi- weird. Misha Barton's under the under the thing throwing up. Oh gosh, that movie is scary. All I remember is him sitting like under the table, like saying some line. Then that scene where he's talking to his mom and she's reacting in a way that makes right. me say, "I don't think he's in the same room with her." Oh man, that movie <laughs> that movie is scarier to me than most horror movies. Um, anyway, I should just watch it but again. The, the reason why it's not on my list is because I I feel like Eminem Shyamalan gets well. At least with in the first four movies that he made, he got better and better at writing good characters, mm-hmm. um, characters that I would attach to. And the truth is that The Sixth Sense ends up just being about a twist. Mm-hmm. Um, the Sixth Sense, you know, there are characters there, but I'm not as attached to them as I should be, and I don't, I don't revisit that movie because I really like those people. Um, that movie to me is a lot about the style and about the storytelling, and not as much about the characters and the story itself. Um, so that's why it's not on my list because it doesn't stick with me. Hmm. But what um, else is on your list? Uh, I had the Mummy on there. It was a fun <laughs> movie. Um, I actually like Returns better. But um, what you did not just say that? I did just say that, James. You have to deal with it. But that movie, <laughs> <laughs> that movie's got a horrible CG. Accept it. Half rock, half half scorpion, and that and that weird like so. There's that a weird bunch of flashback chasing down a double decker bus in the sequel. I don't, I don't go crying about it. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's, and there's lame CGI throughout the whole series. No, you're yeah. right. Yeah, but the, I think my biggest problem with the sequel is the uh, the whole like subplot where uh, Rachel Weiss is the you know like spiritual descendant of some Egyptian woman. Uh, yeah, that whole yeah. subplot is just weak. Maybe I, I, I like Van Helsing. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> um, oh, man. So that's on there. Um, oh. Iron Giant, Sleepy Hollow. All right. I uh, forgot about Sleepy Hollow. The Thirteenth Floor, I thought was okay. Um, yeah, it's enjoyed okay. it. It was at a time that year where there was like not a lot of anything. I think the Thirteenth Warrior was the better Thirteenth movie of that year. <laughs> With Antonio wow. Banderas. Wow. Oh, absolutely. I like um, the Thirteenth Warrior. Office Space and Fight Club were two movies that I was trying to figure out how to get on the list, and um, I obviously didn't, I didn't. I didn't succeed, but I intentionally left Fight Club off my list. I think um, that movie is overrated. Me too. I, I I like it, but yeah. That year, I didn't see it because I was I, I like you guys say I I thought it was overrated. Like I was like, eh, this yeah. doesn't look interesting. And I don't care, whatever. And then Cliff got me the DVD and I for my birthday, and I shelved it for like four years. It's <laughs> 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 like I don't care about this movie. This is stupid. And then I, you know, I ran out of movies to watch, so I popped it in, and <laughs> I was like, this is actually pretty cool. I, yeah, it's what we, what were we talking about earlier was. Um, is one of those movies where, oh, you're saying, um, what was it? You and Joe were watching October Sky. Yeah. Yeah, like, man, this is dumb. And then you actually watched it. I think it was actually a pretty good movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's how I feel about Fight Club. It's a movie that, like, when I first saw it, I thought, this is brilliant. Like, this is really a great movie. And then every time I watch it after that, all of the rhetoric just becomes more trite. Everything, everything that it wants to be about, it just seems juvenile, like... I don't know what it is, but the the sort of hardcore, edgy points about like what society really is and all of that just come. It just gets stupider every time that I watch it. Um, it it feels like you know somebody who's trying to be really cool and then isn't. Uh, and at the same time, it's also the same thing as Sixth Sense, where it's like it's so much about the twist that then when I rewatch it, I'm just thinking about like, oh yeah, and there's this twist at the end. Like I'm not connecting as well. And a guy's dick. 
<laughs> Wait, there's a guy. There's a guy's dick in that movie. Yeah, it's cut at the end. Remember? It's one frame. It's one frame. They, he, they, they oh. talk about it on the airplane, and then it's yeah, 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 yeah. I get you. Right, right, right. Yeah. Oh, that's not the twist you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not. Um, he was Brad Pitt the whole time. <laughs> Great actors, though. Oh, absolutely. No, no. Great director. Yeah. In Office Space, like I said, um, I appreciate it a lot more now. Um, yeah. Back, you know, when I saw it, I was like, and there are a lot of comedies on your list, you know. Yeah. You can't all go. And Jennifer Aniston's in it. She's hot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, analyze this. Speaking of comedies, Big Daddy was pretty yeah. fun that year. It was. I'm surprised no one put a Spy Who Shagged Me on their list. You know, I, I haven't watched those in a while, and I me- keep on meaning to because I, I do. I I actually do like the Austin Powers movies. Yeah, except um, for Goldmember, especially the first one. <laughs> See, actually, I think Goldmember is pretty funny because it's. Uh, th- there's actually there's a couple lines I love Steven Spielberg in Goldmember, and yeah. I love Michael Caine when he says, uh, "There's two things I can't stand in this world: um, an intolerance for other people's culture and the Dutch." <laughs> it's like one of the best lines in yeah. any comedy ever. <laughs> yeah, um, oh, I, 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 I say this all the time, but I love lines like that where they play them straight, and you have to be really paying attention to how funny it is. Yeah, and uh, I really appreciate comedy like that. And yeah, 1989 is the spy who shagged me though, right? That's what I said, right? Yeah, no, I want to make sure. Yeah. yeah, that's why it's that's why it was introduction of fat if bastard were, and yeah, I, the the first one is still the best one to me and. The the sequels are more, but not special. Yeah. So that's why it's not there. Yeah, I love the, I mean, the the first one had, you know, the great, I love the uh, Seth Green with Dr. Evil, like daddy issue parts. And then those are always funny. But I'll have to watch them. And I really don't remember the spy who shagged me. I do love the Elvis Costello and Burt Baccarat song in it, though. Brett, are you a big fan of 8mm? Oh, I hated that. Me too. Um, <sighs> and 10 Things wow. I Hate About You is wow. the last... The last movie on my list that was that like, one's all right. That's a good movie. I could. I'm see trying it. to remember if I, uh, if I felt like when I watched it, I was like, "This exists in real life. Like people do <laughs> this for real. This is." Ugh. Oh yeah. Gross. The, what I always remember about that movie, Ten Things I Hate About You, and there's an, also a movie called Go. I don't know if you guys ever saw that movie. I haven't yet, um, but it was from 1999. There, there uh, me and Brandon, um, Brandon always hang out with. You remember? I don't know if you remember Richard Bear from high school. But he always wanted to see those kind of movies, and I fucking hated those movies. <laughs> and I'd always, I, I mean, I wanted to hang out with Brandon, so I'd go hit see him. And I didn't mind. T- actually, I don't mind 10 Things I Hate About You, but uh, like Go and stuff. It's got Joseph Gordon Levitt's in it. Yep. But other than that, it's. Nah, it's good. I could poop in my hand and make a better movie than Go. Shake, oh, oh, Go. Oh, Go. And, and 10 Things I Hate. I mean, I like 10 Things I Hate, but it's all right. Yeah. Shakespeare. Sort Shakespeare. Of. Or was it Shakespeare? Well, it's not really Shakespeare. It's plotting <laughs> by Shakespeare. <laughs> Just kidding, because Anonymous came out this year. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, I forgot. Uh, Anyways, is that it, Brad? Yeah. Do you guys have anything? I mean, I can no. talk about this other anime, Perfect Blue, which I liked, but nope. I think it, no. I've never even heard of that, so don't talk about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cold blooded. <laughs> uh, Comedies. Analyze this, anybody? <laughs> Analyze this was really good. Yeah. But, See, I but really the sequel, think, but was, it, it's, oh it's a movie that it's a movie that doesn't stand up to me as well no. as the other comedies that we listed. And it's another yeah. one of those things where you know I was talking about the October Sky poster. That poster drove me nuts too. Whereas you know Robert De Niro being like, whoa, 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 about me? and then Billy Crystal like un- out of focus in the background was. <laughs> yeah, but Harold uh, Ramis, right? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it is. Yeah. I like him. Yep. He's really funny as Seth Rogen's dad. And you guys haven't mentioned a lot of your other choices. Do you not have any? Oh, no, that's, I mean, you hit them all. Sure I did. Hmm. I listed a bunch of them. I said Sleepy Hollow. Yeah. Okay. Just checking. Sweet. So, hey, that was fun. Um, you can like us on Facebook, Real Nerds Podcast. You can email us, realnerds at gmail.com. You can read our awesome blog. Hey, by the way, I love the new banners you've been putting on the uh, <laughs> Thank you. The podcast part. I, I like the Ghost Rider one looked really cool. I did it to uh, give people who are just uh, you know quick browsers, uh, yeah. don't like to read Way a to whole catch lot. Their eye. It catches your eye every yeah. time. If you're not reading, like, they February know immediately 12th. what what movie we're seeing. Yeah. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah, so I like that. Um, so, yeah, follow us, realnerds.tumblr.com. I can make a Wanderlust one next week. <laughs> it's all right. Oh, you just do amazing. Jennifer Aniston, dude. <laughs> Fuck. There's a great thing of... Uh, anyways. Um, <laughs> 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 Which one am I forgetting? Oh, this is... Uh, Tumblr? Did you say I did Tumblr? say Tumblr. Did you say the Twitter? Gmail? The Gmail. Facebook? I said Facebook. Twitter. Oh, Twitter. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, real underscore nerds. And you can find out Brad goes and sees a lot of independent movies. That's a good place to check out where, what Brad's up to. I, right. I, I kind of put up what I'm watching at home. Brad actually goes out and sees like things like Father's Day, which we'll <laughs> talk about on Friday. Oh, stay tuned for that. Stay it's tuned. going to be fun. <laughs> this has been a Nebulous Visions production. And hey, if there's a year you want to see us talk about, please send your ideas. I will post a question on Facebook. And Twitter, and then you can just tweet or Facebook post what year you want us to talk about. And if you say 1950, we're not going to know anything. So keep it like in the 90s and yeah. 2000s. 19, yeah. 1980 is probably 80s. the cutoff point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 80s to the 2000s. Maybe 77, because then we get Star Wars in there. And Jaws, <laughs> 75. <laughs> right? Okay. We'll just make 70. Yeah, if it's before 1980, it should just be decades. But they might yeah. be top five lists at that yeah. point. <laughs> yeah, anyways, but yeah, we'll put that question up. So uh, I'm Ryan. Thanks for listening. Bye. Hey, guys, the portal's Bye. about to close. Quick, jump in it. <laughs> Get back to our time. Are we going 88 miles an hour, or are we just going to go? Oh, I don't have DeLorean, so I don't know how it works. I guess it's just a portal. So we, we don't need jump. DeLorean. I, yeah. I have this telephone booth here. Oh, nice. <laughs> Sweet, where we're going, we don't need roads. Yeah. Don't worry, I know there's three of us, but there's plenty of room on the inside. Wow, look at us, Bill and Ted and <laughs> Back to the Future. No, 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 no. This He's was Doctor, Doctor Who. Who. Oh, you're doing Doctor Who. They used to <laughs> Bill and Ted ripped off Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> of course they did. Wow. How <laughs> did you not know that? Oh. Uh,